Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo. with you on a Thursday morning. We, I'm sorry, Friday morning. Friday morning. Friday, don't, yeah. don't let me cheat you out of a day. Don't let me cheat you. We want to get to the weekend, people. That's, that's my mistake. I won't allow that to happen again. I'm sure I will not make any more mistakes throughout this podcast. I just made one. I'm holding on to this. You know, I, you know, two, da- two days this week. The I, lightning strikes. That's you. You're, no, you're right. the lightning. I am the lightning, right? Yeah. Uh, so what if know. I just punched you? Anytime you do something like call Friday, Thursday, and I just can you reach you. that far from over here? I mean, I with can, your little tiny arms. I can walk across. I, mean, I can move at that point. I, if you've got to get up and walk, I, I got time to, to react. You're kind of cornered. Shut up. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in at supertalk.fm. Wherever you're getting podcasts from, we appreciate all our listeners, especially the great servicemen and women who are taking care of us out there. I want to thank one of our sponsors now. We'll get to the second one when we do our playmakers and predictions. Uh, but Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. And when you come up here this weekend, 11 a.m. kick, that means you're, you're, you're around town pretty early. Go ahead and get in line at the drive-thru at Strange Brew. But don't worry about being in that line too long. They will those brewistas, they always move with maximum they you know they operate at four to five speed, I believe I said. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just click it and tick it there, you know. Let's go. Just like top linebackers and <laughs> and great defensive coordinator <laughs> schemes. Uh yeah, so check them Uh-oh. out. And try out some of their new flavors. The sweater weather, or as we're calling it here on the show. Liquid Christmas. If you ask for Liquid Christmas, I want to find out what happens. I've now tried both the new flavors. As today, I tried the, the new winter, winter blueberry. blueberry, and and it was fantastic. You were a little nervous about that one. I, too. I was because you, it's tough messing with a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, that's why I don't get. That's why I don't have any tattoos. It may just be because it's it's new. Mm-hmm. But like, if they had it again uh, today, as you listen, I would get winter blueberry over blueberry yet again. Okay. I do think that over the long haul, I'm more of just just the blueberry. But right now, with the newness of it, yeah, I think I'd go back. So, so yeah, Shane. While we always give you million dollar ideas, it seems like you've come up with something on your own. Well, there you go. All right, Uh, good show for you today. Obviously, we're going to get the three P's: Mississippi State versus Alabama. But we will start with Mississippi State basketball. Bulldogs now 3-0 and on the season. And honestly, you know, the more I watch of college basketball and the more I see some of the teams around the SEC and the way that they are struggling, I'm, I don't think you can take 3-0 and for granted at, at this day and age. And Mississippi State is 3-0, and 62-45 is the final score. Great defensive game for Mississippi State. Held them to 45 points, 35% shooting, plus 9 on the boards, uh, forced 17 turnovers. You gotta like the defensive effort. You gotta like that Reggie Perry finally got off to the fast start and he made it work for a 14 and 14 double double. Robert Woodard 13 and 7. Not much from Tyson Carter tonight, but Bulldogs didn't really need it. He only played 28 minutes. So you 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 basically, if you had a checklist going into the game, fat complete game, good defense, Perry starts fast, get Tyson some rest. You got them all. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did they leave anything out? Uh I, I don't really off the top of my head, I, I don't think so. Um I continue to be impressed by, by DJ Stewart. Yeah, he had another that, double figures again. I yeah. mean, that, that's become a consistent thing at this point. Um, and you you would have to think if he continues to progress, he's going to be really, really darn good by the time SEC play gets here. Um, you, you're right, though. You talked about that defense. Uh, it has the potential. It's already good. When Nick Weatherspoon gets back, 
I mean, it has the potential to be really good. Um, ULM's coach tonight was talking about how, you know, he he, he, used to, he wasn't sure what state would be offensively, but he thought defensively they could be elite. And, I mean, if, if you can be elite defensively, that can carry you a long way into March. Um, and, I, and I think state can be good offensively as well. I mean, I you know what Reggie Perry can do. Tyson Carter, you've seen how he can fill it up on, on a lot of nights, and it seems like DJ is going to be a, a double-digit scorer pretty consistently. Um, Robert Woodard scored 13 tonight. I think he's going to be a double-digit scorer pretty, pretty consistently. So, man, if you want to be real optimistic and woolly about this basketball team, you can do it. Um, I know that they were down 17, 18, whatever it was, Sam Houston State the other night, and everybody was freaking out a little bit, but – like you said, you can't take anything for granted. Um, you know, there are still some young guys figuring some stuff out. Iverson Molinar seems to have uh, gotten a little more comfortable. He looked good tonight. Um, I think you got to really like where State's at right now. Um, I, I don't really know right now if you wanted to start picking apart and picking nits. I don't know where you would start. I mean, I'm not saying they're a perfect team. Right. Uh, but But right now, everything's... Pretty peachy, and I, you know, for for everybody that uh, that you know wants to say state didn't dominate Sam Houston State, and that's why you're upset about it, or you want to pick out some some things here or there. I mean, I, I guess I get it, but bottom line, you're three and zero. You're all SEC forward. It's looking like an all SEC forward. Your uh, your freshmen are looking good. Uh, I think right now, state's got to be really pleased where they're at. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think if you had to nitpick the turnovers, although they, they were better tonight. Better tonight. Um, free throw shooting has not been great. They were mm-hmm. 19 of 30 tonight. I think they were like 40% in, in, in the game on uh, on Friday. That might be the only thing. You mentioned, you know, being 3-0. and Florida, ranked number 15 in the country, was tied in the final, final minute of the game with Towson. They ended up getting a couple buckets to win. And Vanderbilt lost to Richmond tonight, 93-92. So... This is, you know, looking at the conference right now, Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Alabama, LSU all have a loss. Yeah. You know? So you really can't take anything for granted. And, and, and so for State, you know, it's just about piling up wins. Just, just win these games. They've won 25 straight non-conference games. Um, they've won, I think, 18 straight is what I was told, and they're 31-1 and one under Howland when they hold the opponent under 60. I need to know what the one is. i gotta, I got to go look through his record. I want to know what game they held to my under 60 but lost. But you know, they're playing well. They're playing pretty well right now. And, and, and without Nick Weatherspoon, who basically, like we said uh, the other day, once he comes back, add 10 to 12 points a game of scoring to whatever State's doing right yeah. now. And better defense. And better defense, yeah. The defensively, this team is very, very good. And that's something I think MSU fans are going to get behind a little bit because if they play with great energy on defense, that usually leads to some buckets on, on offense. But I think, that's, I think that's one of the criticisms of Howland's teams is, you know, they haven't had a whole ton of energy. This team plays a lot of energy on the defensive end right now. Adu, good night for him, 6.7 rebounds. You know, was more active, you know, putting the ball up. Wasn't I, I felt like he was a little passive the first two games. This game I felt like he, he was looking to get some points. He got rebounds. He had four block shots. He's playing pretty well, and he's doing a lot of the dirty work down there in the middle. So this is a good good start for MSU, 3-0 and on the season. Uh, they're back at it on Sunday against the University of New Orleans. Uh, two o'clock tip at the Hump. The Privateers. That's right. Yeah, they used to be really good in baseball. 
really good. Like they came to in the eighties, they would come up here and beat state a good. A good I think they want. I don't know if they won a regional up here and went to the College World Series, but they they used to be a, a stall. You would see them either here or uh, at LSU and, and the regionals. They used to be really good, and then I think Katrina sort of sort of wiped them out a little bit. But you know that's not that's not surprising. But yeah, state three and zero in the season, and uh, you know looking to extend. Like I said, if they just, if they just keep piling up wins, they're gonna be fine. They're yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah. I mean, it, there's been nothing so far to dissuade my belief. They look that, like what you thought they were gonna team, look like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. DJ's been a little better than I thought he'd be. The first game, I was a little, I, 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 I was a little not, not, not displeased isn't the right word, but he didn't look as good as I thought he would. But these last two games, he's looked really good. Yeah, aggressive, gets to the bucket, but he can hit the shots yeah. too. Woodard the same way. Woodard has played really well inside outside, and he's when he gets the opportunity to take the three pointer, it's there. He's going to take it. But he does a good job driving to the bucket and getting some, himself some good looks, yeah. too. So Yeah, I mean, and it feels weird saying this, especially coming off a game in which he had 14 and 14, but you don't feel like Reggie Perry has completely clicked on all cylinders yet. No. Um, I mean, he had, he was in foul trouble tonight, too. Four fouls for him. Yeah. Could have easily had 16, 17 points and maybe the same amount of rebounds had he been able to uh, to stay out of foul trouble and then play a few more minutes. So. Yeah. So, anyway, what I started to say was nothing has dissuaded my belief that I think this is going to be, you know, second straight year of a tournament team. Who's losing tomorrow in the SEC? I, I think. I, never mind. It's sort of obvious who's losing tomorrow because Texas A&M plays Gonzaga. Ooh, yeah. But anyway, I mean, Alabama at Rhode Island. You know, um, I don't know anything about Western Michigan or Cleveland State, but they play Ole Miss in South Carolina, Georgia, Delaware State, and then Auburn playing Cal State Northridge. Don't be surprised if there's another loss in that group outside of the Gonzaga A&M game tomorrow. Just don't be surprised by that. All right, let's get into the uh, the Alabama football game, Mississippi State versus Alabama. And this preview, playmaker, and predictions will be brought to you by the good folks at College Corner. Check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or check out either one of their two locations in the Jackson area over by uh, Fleet Feet in Ridgeland. Or, of course, you can go by the Half Shell in, uh, in Flowood. Before you head to Starkville on Saturday, come up here in the maroon and white you want to wear to the game, especially if it's maroon. This is the true maroon game. So dress accordingly, dress warmly, buy yourself something nice today at College Corner and find what you're looking for. Uh, the best selection of maroon and white merchandise. And, of course, make yourself look good around the house. You know, when, when those Rebel fans come over, you want to you let them know right when they walk in the door. You want to mark that territory. That's right. You know, and it's Thanksgiving week's coming up. It's and, coming and up. There's going to be lots of lots of Rebels and Bulldogs intermingling. There's nothing better than sporting your team's colors when that rebels egg is and being bulldogs toted around. living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, make sure you got it good this uh, this week or, or when you shop at College Corner. All right, preview time. i got to tell you. First off, it, it appears now. It appears that the, the it's not going to be Tua. You've seen the line; it's dropped three points. The gamblers are starting to get wind of things. I don't think Tua Tagovailoa is going to start in this game. And when you're looking to upset Alabama, that helps, <laughs> no doubt it about hurt. it. It doesn't hurt. Uh, I, I think Mac Jones is is good enough to come in here and and beat State, to be honest with you, uh, given what's, what else is around him. And he's been pretty good himself. He's got over a 70% completion percentage and thrown for four TDs, just one pick, and uh, around 450, 500 yards or so himself. I mean, he, he's no slouch. Um, but, yeah, if you take a, you know, a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback off the field, doesn't hurt. Uh, I, I, 
I don't think <laughs> I I still think that you gotta heavily favor Alabama. That doesn't that doesn't change that. But um, quite frankly, though, and, and I don't just say this as a I, I know probably no state fans are feeling this way um, for the most part, but. I enjoy seeing special players play, so I'm a little bummed if Tua doesn't come in here and play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a chance to to see a guy that, whether it's the the Dolphins saying my prayers over here, or somebody else that gets him in the NFL draft in the upcoming year. You're seeing a guy that's probably going to be an NFL quarterback for a long time, and uh, to not see him is a little bit of a bummer if that's the way it goes. But from a competitive standpoint, you don't wish injury on anybody, but it's certainly a beneficiary if that guy ain't on the field. Well, it was like I think it's going to be Mac Jones uh, for the uh, the Crimson Tide, and what does that mean? I think it means that from the passing standpoint, it probably means they pass a little less, but they still have the, the great receivers who are going to be open. And, and you know, Mac Jones isn't just some guy they picked up off the street. Yeah, right. He was a four star quarterback out of high school, was highly recruited, had offers from a lot of different schools, um, and decided to you know sort of interestingly cast his lot with Alabama in the same class as Tua. So you know he's. Obviously, he's got some confidence. I mean, will he? Will I be surprised if he grad transfers out? No, but for now, he's going to be the guy at least this weekend. Would you but, be surprised if it's a scenario where, if for whatever reason, you know, State has it close after a half, and you can see two after halftime? I mean, I, we don't know the answer to that question, but do you think it's a scenario where they they don't want to play him, but they could? Because it, I mean. Because on Wednesday, you know, we talked to Brett, obviously, and Brett was saying that things seem to be trending in the direction for two a two play. Uh huh. And so now, yeah. now, I don't know. I think that if they, they would try to avoid it at all costs, to be honest with you. And I, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue for them. I think they'll be able to move the football pretty effectively uh, against Mississippi State because I think Najee Harris is, is yeah. starting to come into his own. This is a guy, you know, going back to my V Sporto days and doing all those recruiting podcasts. You know, this was the guy that was with Cam Akers as the top two, not not just you know running backs, but top two players in that class a couple of years ago, and uh, some interesting butterfly effects in the world. You know, he was he. I don't know if you, you followed his recruitment at all, but basically when he was ready to commit, he he was between Alabama and Michigan, and he just told him, "I'm not having a ceremony or anything. I'll just show up, and wherever I show up, that's where I'm going." And he just showed up at Alabama, and you know, so that's just how it went. Um, Really good football player. Really good running back. Very talented. Can do it all. You saw that tremendous catch he had last week. Uh, I, I I fully expect him to have a big day. You know, I I don't know that you know uh, limits not the right word, but I think State can you know without Tua can have maybe a little bit more success. I mean, I, I'm not saying that he's going to go out there and throw 13 for 35 with three picks, but maybe you can slow that down just a touch. But I do think Najee Harris is going to have a big day against Mississippi State's run defense. You wonder too if if state defensively, if that's a or, or not even defensively, just as a team, is that a mental boost for you at all to know, hey, they, they're 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 guy well, they're guy and going, we got a shot here. A little bit, I think so. I think how could it not be? You yeah, know? I mean, anytime you, you you've got an elite player and he's not going to play, the opponent has to take some some amount of positivity from that. It's certainly not the opposite. It's not, oh my god, two is not playing, yeah. we're screwed. So <laughs> you know, that's how you have to look at it. But Alabama still has a ton of weapons. They have four receivers who will probably all be first-round picks when their time comes, including Jerry Judy, who could be a top-ten pick. Uh, I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but going back to the, the V Sporto thing, I used to do a podcast that was called Crimson and Blue Chips, and it was uh, John Garcia who works for 24-7. Then he was with Scout. And uh, you know, so I, I have some familiarity with a lot of these guys because I kept up with them through those podcasts. 
And I remember when he committed to Alabama, John Garcia told me, that kid's the next Amari Cooper. And I was just like, man, that is some really high praise. You know, because Cooper was dominant in college. He, he's been a good pro, but he was a fantastic college football player. And he's just like, he is the real deal. And, and he's better. I think he's better as a collegian than Amari Cooper has been. And then you put on the other side of him. And I think I made this I may have made this point on the show. I, know, I think I know I made it on Sports Talk. But you go back to the 2017 class, and State needed some help at receiver, right? So they signed Devontae Jason, Stephen Gidry, and Malik Heath. So Heath will be here next year. Jason is gone, and Gidry has really not done much of anything. Alabama needed some help at receiver that year, so they signed Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, and Henry Ruggs. And that's the difference between the two programs right there. Is they said they signed three five-star receivers, and they all hit. They were all stars. If they just had one of them, he would be an All-American. They have three of them. Devontae Smith, the guy who basically every time he catches the ball, it's a touchdown. And then Ruggs is just the most, he's just, he's the most underrated of the group, I think. And then you have Jalen Waddle on top of that. So they just have this embarrassment of riches. Any quarterback could go out there and look really, really good with them. But then you add two to the mix, and obviously it's something different. Matt Jones, though, is, like I said, he's very competent. He'll be fine. I, I've come around, and I think I agree with what Brett was saying that for state to win or state to stay in the game and keep it close, however you want to look at it, it's, it's all about what they can do offensively. And going back, I went back and rewatched some of the Arkansas game. And it's very obvious that Tommy Stevens was, he, he, the zone might make, I hate to use that cliche, but the fact that he was healthy, I think he realized he was in full command of his own body. And that gave him the ability to be in full command of the offense. And if he's, you know, to that end, I think the bye came at a great time because whatever little nicks and bumps he took in that game, he was able to heal up. And now I, I expect Tommy Stevens to go actually come out and play pretty well uh, against Alabama in this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, really, I guess what you're – every time we've seen a healthy Tommy Stevens or what we believe to be close to full, fully healthy Tommy Stevens, he's been really good at, at every turn. The only times that he has not been good this year have been times that you could look at him and say he's not healthy. Right. Um, so if he's fully healthy, you have no reason – but to expect for him to go out there and play pretty well, I guess the only uh, concern may be, can he stay healthy throughout the course of this game? You know, or are you going to be able to to use your legs a little bit against Alabama like you did against Arkansas and take some hits from some of the, some of these Alabama defenders and and take that licking and keep on ticking, so to speak? And you know, we we don't know the answer to that question. But if he can get out there and stay healthy and Again, when he's been healthy, he's been good. And so you have no reason to expect him to, to not be what you've seen so far as long as, every, as, long as he's healthy. Um, will it be enough? Mm, don't, don't really think so. But, no. but uh, it, it gives you a puncher's chance anyway. It, it, it gives you some hope that, that he could go out there and do something special. Um, he's healthy, so that's what you kind of got to – that's what you got to hope for. Uh, I don't. I don't see state keeping up with Alabama in a shootout like LSU did for sure. But no, uh, I think that's basically what Brett said. He thought the path would be to a win here is for for this to be a, a shootout and kind of score with them. I, I don't think that's possible. But but I think Tommy does. You know, a healthy Tommy gives you gives you a, a chance to put up some points and at least feel good about yourself coming out of this game. 
could Mississippi State use Kylan Hill the way LSU was able to use Clyde Edwards-Hilaire then? Do you think he could be a guy who, you know, not only does some stuff running the ball, but is able to contribute in the passing game? He really hasn't had a big game in the passing yeah, game this year. I mean, it obviously bodes well if you if you do get him doing both. Um, you know, I, I kind of wonder, why has he not been as involved I don't know. in the passing game? Well, I mean, nobody's really been involved in the passing game. That's but true. They've been able to go downfield more, I guess. You know, and they just, outside of check down, they really don't do a lot for the passing game for running backs. They're not running a lot of routes. They're basically just floating out of the backfield and sitting out there in the flat and, and just, you know, if the ball comes, it comes. And it just hasn't, they haven't had to this year as much. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if that changes this week. What's our Osiris Mitchell count now? He's at like at three. Uh, you were supposed to know. You're, to you're just supposed to know, Joel. You're the one who does all these complicated things with uh, with with writing and all this, and you know you all write all these notebooks and sidebars and all this other stuff. I don't even know what it is, and you're supposed to just know. I know he's not at 500 yet, Brian. Well, that that is true. That is true that he is not. State right. hasn't had that still since 2016, and Alabama sitting over there with three guys that's already over 500, including right. a couple over 700, including yeah. one over 900. Yeah. All right. He is at 377, so we're 130 yards away from that happening. Uh, and then on, there's a dark horse here with Dedrick Thomas at 307. So we'll see. He need he needs to catch about 45. Yards worth of passes in this one. Thing is, Osiris had like what 170 something of those, like in the first couple of games. <laughs> yeah, he had two huge games to start the year, and then it's just sort of really he's really just slowed down. Um, we'll see what happens this week with the passing game, and, and Zuber's has emerged a little bit too as well. So, State's throwing the ball pretty well. You know, Stevens on the season is completing 63 percent of his passes. He's thrown seven touchdowns to four picks, so he's almost two to one. You know. Is there a, a sense now of what might have been if he had just been healthy the whole year? Yeah. 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 I, I think if he is if he is healthy, you definitely win K State, right? I think so, yeah. Um fully healthy. Yeah, I think you, you win Tennessee? Probably. So I think you're I think you're six and three. I mean, we'll never know the answer to that question and, and we'll also never know for sure. How close to full health he was or wasn't, but yeah, uh, you just feel like if what we kind of think, yeah, you know, if 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 he was close to full health, you feel like you have at least There's a lot one of what ifs this season, which yeah. I hate, but they just sort of are what they are. Um, what will be the special teams' mistake in this game? There, there's always one, so just tell me where where is it? I'm going. You know, we haven't had in a while. I was going to say give up a, a punt return for a TD or something. I, I was, they've done. They've had some punt return things. They've had return touchdowns this year. There hasn't been a good shanked punt. A good just goes and, off and the see, side of the foot. And, look at you just trying to, to wish ill will on one of the the more consistent parts of the special team. I'm just saying that that hasn't happened. We haven't had one of those where it just comes off the side of your T- foot. Tucker's it's a been pretty darn eight good. Eight yard punt. And actually, you know, Jace has been pretty darn good too. I think he's seven of nine now on, on his field goal attempt. So I can look that up. Yeah, he's seven of nine, twenty five, twenty six. So so punting, kicking is actually yeah, it's been all right. Been all right. It, it's been it's kickoffs, kickoffs, it's kickoff returns coverage, from issue, it, yeah. and then kickoff coverage. Yeah. And then of course penalties on top of that. So, so we've mentioned we've mentioned a lot of players. Let's 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 get into playmakers here. Offensively, I feel like it's going to be between Stevens and Hill. Which way are you going? I think I'm going Stevens. Okay. Uh, I believe I said yesterday when you asked what I think State Mike could do 
But for whatever reason, I feel like if Tommy's healthy, he can put a few balls on the money, get spread the thing around a little bit, and and, and you know get some things going through the air uh, with State. Plus, we saw last week uh, it's not just his arm that that whenever he's fully healthy is is a weapon. His legs can be a weapon too. Or I say last week, two weeks ago at Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, he is a dual threat kind of guy. Yeah. I don't think we've seen that just a ton until at Arkansas, and you kind of see the things that made Joe Moorhead want to bring him in to begin do with. You, do you have to protect him a little bit this week with the, as far in terms of the running game? And and see, this is the this is the the question. Because you and I, I think, are on the same page here. To me, you play the rest of this season to beat Ole Miss. Right. Because you're beating Abilene Christian. So you – it, and you're probably no matter what you do winning this one. Yeah. Um, I think you you play this thing out to beat Ole Miss, and so yeah, I would play it a bit cautiously. Okay. To be honest, with I you. agree. I, with you. Will they do that? It's hard. To, I mean, how do you do that? You know, in the middle of the game when? Well, it's just it's just how many how many design design runs, runs are you going to do? Yeah. Or you know that little pitch play they like to run. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where they 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 he he fit. I have. I don't know that they've pitched that the whole year. I don't think they have. If <laughs> the they have, I don't correct. remember it. That's kept. So I don't know if maybe you run that play as much, or if you do, you just like look. You need to pitch, slide you know? a little more, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's 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 something that goes without saying. So we'll see what happens. I'm gonna go the other way then, just to pl- just to be a little different with Kylan Hill. I mean, the guy leads the SEC in rushing. He's had two monster games back to back. I feel like from an attitude perspective, he's in the right place. You, know, you talked about running more physically and running with, with with more power and more anger. I feel like that's happening. So I, I I don't know that he can get 100 yards, but can he get 75, 80 yards? You know, at least move the chains a couple of times? I think so. This It's so weird with this game because Alabama's defense is not great. For the first time since I can remember, they had, you can get to them a little bit on defense. Ole Miss, I know a lot of it was in garbage, but they put 31 points up on them. They ran the ball pretty effectively on them. And that's what I think state fans want to see. You know, and I think I've mentioned that before that it can be frustrating when Ole Miss is, is competitive. They're competitive with Auburn. So that's, you know, they play LSU tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow as you're listening. Can you be competitive with Alabama? You know, you've been competitive with them once, basically, in the last few years, especially offensively. Now, you've had some games where I think the 2013 game. Yeah. You know, the 2015 game, you were competitive. But even that game, you were behind big at one point. The 2013 just, game, I think, wasn't the only touchdown. Like, you recovered a fumble. And, Ty, and Tyler Russell ran the ball, he fumbled it, and he picked it up and ran in, basically. Yeah, something like that. And You know, to see State be competent offensively from the start would be something that you could build on. It does, we're, we're getting a little off track, but does a, does a close loss – Give people confidence in Moorhead. If he loses this game, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, one of the Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday, he's predicted 31-21 Alabama. If that's the final score, don't you walk out of that game thinking, okay, they played a lot better than I thought? I mean, I think, yeah. I almost think if somebody offered that to you right now today, you might take you it. just take it and and run with it, you know, particularly if, if you, you 31-21 and everybody comes out pretty healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just take that and go about your day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know coaches hate moral victories, but I think it would be a moral victory if this state team this year puts up some points and and, and doesn't even have to be like a three-point game or anything like that. Like you said, a 10-point loss or something like that. Just something where you were kind of in the game. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a humongous boost to this team just mentally. Yeah. 
All right. Defensively, who is your uh, playmaker? Uh, I'm going to go Dantzler. Okay. Uh, that air attack, those receivers, take one of them away at least. Try to. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he'll do it, but, uh, you know, if he could take away one of the, the many options, that's a plus. That's, 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 that's halfway to winning, you know, to, to, to take away, uh, to take away one, one of Alabama's primary weapons. So to me, you could pick anybody in the secondary, um, to, to possibly have a, a, a big day and shut down some, some of these receivers, but I'll just go with Cam Dantzler just because of all of them, he's kind of the one that you – he's kind of the star out there, I guess, so to speak, so we'll go with Cam. I'm going to go uh, – you know, I think State needs to pressure whoever the quarterback is, but if, especially if it's Jones, who's not the runner that two is, you need to get pressure. So I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Chauncey Rivers. Yeah, and, and Bob Shoup sort of hit on this. He's like, how many plays have they been close on sacks? You know, just a step away, a, a half a second away. Can you get there this week? If you can get a couple of sacks and put Alabama behind the chains, not that they're a team that struggles with that, because, I mean, third and 17 is a great down for them because they've got receivers who can make those plays. But eventually you can crack them a little bit with that. So pressure is going to be key for Mississippi State. We'll see what Chauncey Rivers can do uh, this week. Predict- oh, sorry, X-Factor. Oh. Did Dan Mullen just show up? What yeah, happened? you know, 50% chance. Might win the game. Two yeah. teams. Only one's winning. That's 50%. Uh, Brian Cole, baby. Oh. Why not? All right. I, I just I like sticking on the defensive side because I feel like if they I, – I know that we've talked about how State probably is going to have to score some points and kind of make it a shootout type deal if they, if they want to keep it close. But I just feel like if defensively State can do something to, to take away some of those weapons and, you know, Brian Cole, his versatility – you know, maybe he could be somebody to add a little pressure on a player too, or maybe he could be somebody to get a big pick. Um, so I'll go with Brian Cole. Why not? Okay. Uh, I feel like I need to go offense. I feel like if, if, if I believe in what I'm saying and that state needs to be able to score, I, I feel like I need to pick an offensive guy. So maybe I should go with Osiris Mitchell. You know? Can he get a couple of uh, – a couple of big catches. Can you throw the ball up to him and him make a play like he did against Arkansas and against Southern Miss? Can you just, you know, first and 10 from the 42-yard line, can you throw it in the end zone and let Osiris Mitchell go up and get it? If you can, he he, he can make those kind of plays. Yeah. So let's go with Osiris. Uh, what's your prediction? The, the true X factor may be like Daryl Williams or somebody on the O-line yeah. just keep, keeping, keeping the pressure off of Tommy to give him time to try and, and hit an Osiris Mitchell or somebody. That's true. So many times through the years, Alabama just beats and bludgeons state. Uh, prediction time. Uh, I just really don't think it's going to be all that, all that close. I mean, I, I could see state, particularly with a healthy Tommy, having some offensive success a little bit. Um, I, I think I'm going to stick though with a, a pretty. Pretty lopsided Alabama win, I think, and I think they'll cover. I'll say 42-17 Alabama. Yeah, some of that sounds about right to me. Um, for all the talk I've said about this offense, I mean, until I see Joe Moorhead's offense do something good against good defenses, I'm, I'm loath to buy into it. And I just feel that State's you know, lack of playmakers on defense is going to catch up to them in this game. So uh, give me Alabama to win and to cover. Uh, I'll take them uh, – 48 
17. I'll stay. I'm, I'm only a couple points different from you. I'll, I'll just go with that. That sounds about right to me. All right. Uh, Sunday or Monday. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Stranger things have happened in this world, I promise you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens, though. We'll talk. We'll recap this. We'll also have uh, some men's basketball to talk about on uh, on our next show as well. They're back in action on Sunday. Women's basketball at the Hump on Friday night. So plenty of basketball to talk about. And, uh, of course, Mississippi State, Alabama, as we move forward with the last two weeks of the season. We're only two weeks away from the Egg Bowl. It's, it's hard to believe. It just seems like just the other day we were sitting at the dang Superdome. Well, I mean, now- or not even that. Just like I did an interview with uh, with Cole Kublik on uh, on Thursday, and I was just like, I just talked to this guy at Media Days like five days ago, it feels like. Yeah. And instead, we're, we got three games left in the season. So that's how it goes. All right, guys. Have a great one. We'll talk to you on, uh, on either Sunday or Monday. For Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. He's American Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.